Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby Podcast. I am your host, Therese Therese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong-Willed Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled Love Letter. One moment while I clear my throat. Excuse me. (laughs) Here we go. It's called Love Letter. It's your love letter to me. Each chapter is deepening, explaining your journey as you waited patiently for me to find you. You fought for me. Now I'm right behind you, following. You direct my path. Sometimes I stray, but even in that You're never far away. You keep me in perfect peace as I keep my mind stayed on you. And I know where to look when my mind gets confused. Over the cares of this world, they can truly overwhelm. A double-minded person could easily be consumed. But you are my anchor. I love you with all of my heart. Now, as I lay myself to sleep, I'm reminded of what you mean to me. If I do die before I wake, I know in your arms is where I'll stay. I am comforted in knowing you. Thank you for your love letter. So I hope that y'all have had the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. Excuse me. And like always, I just wanted to talk to y'all, one of my favorite pastimes. Um, First off, let me start by saying (laughs) this podcast is raw, real and wise. Now, even though I say real and wise, that is not declaring or decreeing that every single word that I utter out of my mouth is going to be a word of wisdom. Because I am using my flat platform, this platform, to be completely transparent. And if I am completely and totally honest with you, I have not always made wise decisions. But in my transparency, I'm hoping that some of the mistakes that I've made in my own personal life while I'm on this journey that we call life, that you can glean from that and gain some wisdom so that you do not repeat those same mistakes. My book entitled A Strong Will Mind, Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry was literally written after I had overcome two brain surgeries. Now, I had, in a, in a lot of ways, prophesied that a book would be birthed from that experience, but I did not know the magnitude of what the book was going to do for me. It initially started off with me just wanting to leave a blueprint for my children, <clears throat> excuse me, in case of my demise, for them to know that I have experienced a lot of adversity in my life, that I've experienced a lot of brokenness in my life, and that I've had a lot, a lot, a lot of oppression in so many various ways. But how I use my faith in God to overcome a lot of that adversity. And so although it was written in private and for a private, intimate setting for them, 
as like, like my love letter to them, so to speak, God had a different plan. And so my book became a published book. It is shared and it has been shared with celebrities and it kind of just took on its own form. And before I knew it, I was literally reading my book to people across the nations. That is a God thing that has nothing to do with me. (laughs) And that is something that he just breathed on it. I looked up and now the book is known internationally. I didn't do that. It was only written in private. He is the one that blessed that seed. Some will water, some plant, some water, and God gives the increase. I simply just planted a seed that was intended for my children only. And it literally took a form of its own. That's God has nothing to do with me. That was uh, something that he blessed me for. And so maybe this is the reason why it's easy for me to be transparent um, is because in my being transparent, I'm hoping that it will bless others. Um, Even if you don't necessarily follow the path that I have fallen by being transparent, just being able to be your authentic self and to do it unapologetically. So I just wanted to also make it clear, I am not a theologist, so to speak, although I do believe in God and I do read the Bible. So I'm I'm not a Bible scholar. Um, So a lot of my interpretations, (laughs) it's my interpretation of how I read the Bible. And if you think about it, that's where religions come from, their interpretation of how they read the Bible. And I'm only saying this because no one has said anything to me, but I just want to be clear. This platform is just me being who I am. That's all it is. Me sharing my heart with you, my experiences with you. Um, we can agree to disagree. You don't have to see eye to eye with everything. You don't have to look at things from my perspective. I'm not doing this to put my conscience on you. I truly am just trying to be my authentic self. So I do not pre-record. I have certain people that are on this platform from time to time that personally know me and that could give you insight of who they believe Teresa to be and their experiences with me. But in terms of my intent behind this actual podcast, the intention is just to be transparent. (laughs) I'm on a journey. I literally am on a journey. I have been divorced. I have been married. I have six beautiful children. I have one grandchild. I am literally on a journey. And one thing that I have, excuse me, that I've discovered as I walk this journey called life is that a lot of times we only want to show the quote unquote good parts of our lives. I don't have a problem (laughs) with sharing where I've stumbled along the way. I don't have a problem with sharing where I've deceived myself along the way. I don't have a problem with sharing where I've dropped the ball along the way in hopes that it'll help someone else not repeat the mistakes that I've made. 
That is really the intent behind the book, because I wanted my children to know that you don't have to follow the path that I followed. You could actually do better than what I did. You can actually make better choices than what I've made. And so um, recently I got a phone call and I'm going to try to share this without getting emotional because, yes, that's another thing that you will hear on my episodes. Because I'm so transparent, there are certain things that truly, truly, truly touch my heart and it makes my cup overflow. So I received a phone call. Um, from my eldest daughter a couple of days ago. And we always have conversations because I try to, you know, give her business advice and things like that and, and direct her on her path of entrepreneurship. And if y'all are in the Dallas area, please check out Blessed Maine. That is B-L-E-S-S-E-D-M-A-N-E, where she specializes in locks, but she could do just about anything. So check her out. And so that was a plug. Yes, it was. It's my daughter. I'm gonna make sure I plug her. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, so, um, what's the call? So I was, we were having a conversation We I'd already given her business advice. I'd already given her insight. Then next thing I know, I get a phone call and the phone call that I get made my heart smile. She said, mom, I just wanted to tell you that I thank you for the effort that you have put in into being a better mother. And I wanted you to know that I recognize it. So I told her, all that I do, I do for you and your siblings and my grandson. Y'all are my why. But the fact that she took time to acknowledge that she sees the effort. I wasn't doing it to get praise from my kids. Um, through this journey, I have come to recognize that I did drop the ball a lot as a parent um, when I was trying to find my own way. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for those of you who don't know, who have never listened to my episodes, I am a proud mother of six beautiful children um, ranging from the age of 16 to 29. I have three girls and I have three boys. Recently, I said my grandson was nine months old. I think because he's just way above beyond his years, but he's actually only six months old. So charge that to my head, not my heart. However, um, <laughs> oh, he's the apple of my eye too. But anyhow, um, in my journey of rediscovering who I was predestined to be before I allowed all these other distractions to come into play, I realized and I had to take ownership. And it's not my first time or first season that I've had to take ownership for my wrong decisions, but I had to take ownership in how my wrong decisions impacted my children. And so um, we've had for the, I guess for the past few years, we've really truly had open dialogue. We've talked about a lot of things that most families don't want to talk about. Um, but I, one thing that I did do when I was going to, it was called Bethesda. And it pretty much talked about, it was a class that I took when I lived in Dallas, <clears throat> excuse me, when I lived in Dallas, Texas. And I took it at a church and it pretty much talked about soul wounds, those that are intentionally, intentionally inflicted upon us and those that are unintentionally inflicted upon us. So an unintentional, an example of an unintentional soul wound would be somebody passing abruptly, like suddenly, no heads up, no warning. One minute, you know, you think you're going to see them tomorrow. 
that day never comes. That is considered an unintentional soul wound. They did not intend to leave your life suddenly, but it happened. When that happens, it causes, a, it's a form of trauma. And so it, it hurts and it causes a soul wound. So what this class taught us was how to cope with soul wounds, whether they are intentional or unintentional. And one of the exercises that we were encouraged to do was to reach back to the people that we believe while we were going through those areas of trauma that we hurt and to apologize. Now, some of them were written in letter form. Those people never received it, but we still had to get it off of us. Some we actually called meetings with and we had a conversation with them and, and let them know, you know, that we apologized. I did all of the above. And then the other was pretty much leaving the door open. So that way, if for any moment, let's say you're having a conversation and you're telling them, you know, I'm apologizing to you for doing X, Y, and Z. And they're looking at you like you're crazy because they don't recall that moment. But then years pass. And then for whatever reason, the very thing that they had compartmentalized, all of a sudden, it comes to the forefront of their mind. And they're just like, oh, my God, this is why I feel some type of way about that individual. Well, the reason why I left the door open is because if that were to occur, they could come back to me and let me know how they had an issue with me. And we could talk it out, hash it out. Hopefully um, forgiveness would take place and then they would be able to heal in that area. So I did that with my children. I was like, whether it's now or it's later, if you ever find in your life that you're angry about something, you're hurt about something, you have a repressed memory, it comes back, you want to know why, let's talk about it. Let's get it out. Let's deal with it. And so that's been going on for some years. So there'll be times where um, from my oldest to my youngest, I'll be asked a question and then I answer it. I give my truth, my authentic truth. This is what was going on at this time. This is where my mindset was at. Um, I apologize if I hurt you, you know, and then it just it kind of it just is very organic. So however it unfolds is how it unfolds. So we've had that dialogue because but what the reason let me tell you the intent behind that the intent behind that is because I know that because of some of my actions, intentional soul wounds were impacted like my children became they have unintentional soul wounds um, because a lot of what I went through created collateral damage so I wanted them to have the open forum to be able to talk to me about how they were impacted by some of my decisions consciously and unconsciously so that we could heal in those areas together and so that they could do better going forward. I don't want my children. That is my, one of my desires. I want them to do better than me. I want them to be greater than me. And so in order for me to create that atmosphere, I know that I had to keep that door open so that we would be able to have those open dialogues. So when she brought to my oldest daughter, brought to my attention that she was appreciative of my efforts that made my heart smile because although I have not waited for them to tell me thank you or to give me accolades in regards to that, I have been hopeful that they could see the change. Now, I've heard it from my um, 19 year old. I've even heard it from my 21 year old. Oh, yeah. And even my well, pretty much I've heard it from all my kids. So but to be able to hear from my oldest child. I was like, wow, Lord, you know, you're doing something. So let me give you a little backdrop. Now, 
If you are a mother who has ever lost custody of your children and you genuinely feel and felt like you were living for your children, then you know the void that that leaves. You know the impact that it has on your life. Well, I was a mother who lost custody of my three oldest children. So when I lost custody, I'm going to fast forward. You'll have to listen to my past episodes to catch up. okay? (laughs) but when I lost custody of my three oldest children, it left a void in my heart. So I remember one day praying in private and asking God, what can I do to let them know that I love them, even if I'm not in their presence on a day to day basis? Now, some of you who don't believe in God may never get this. That's okay. That's your business. But I'm talking to the believers in terms of this right here. What I heard ever so clearly, I truly believe was the voice of God. And what I heard was give them three kisses, one for the father, one for the son and one for the Holy Spirit. So what I would do whenever I would leave them, I would make sure that I either said to represent three kisses, or if we were texting each other, I would do the little three kisses emojis. And I've been doing that for years. Or I do the X and O's. So pretty much, I would always try to find a way to represent three kisses. And I've done that consecutively. I I don't lost count how many years I've done that. But it it was ingrained in them to the point that anytime we would hang up the phone, and I did not give them their three kisses, they would call me back and be like, mama, where are my three kisses? Now, now fast forward, we've gotten so connected in that regard, they know their mama loves them. So we've gotten so connected, we just do, you know, (laughs) we just make the kiss last long (laughs) for like the count of three, but the concept is still the same. And so, um, and that's, and I'm talking about from the oldest to the youngest. And so, That's one of the ways that they know, like if they get those three kisses, they know my mama loves me. I'm good. We're good. And that's just what we do. That's our love language in that regard. But I ended up passing that down to all of my children, all of my children, because I cannot love them in my own strength. There are things that my children need that I've come into the full knowledge of that I'm not going to be able to supply. I am not God. I cannot supply their every need. And so by giving them those three kisses, it's like covering them, letting them know that where I missed the mark, there's somebody even bigger and greater that can make sure they meet that mark. And I call him God. They all know him. They all have a relationship with him. Their relationship is different than my relationship, but they all have a relationship with him nevertheless. But I also did that because I did not want my children to feel like the only person that they could get love from is their mother. Now, please don't get me wrong. There is no mother. There is no love like a mother's love. There's just not. Just like there's no love like a father's love. There's just not. But I needed them to know that there is a greater love than their mother's love. And that's the love of God. So when I fall short and I falter, their father, God, their Abba father would be able to make up that difference. So even when I was making those earthly mistakes, even when I was hurting them indirectly and sometimes directly, I needed them to know there's still one man that you can always call on. When you can't get to me. And that's him. 
And I hope and pray that they will carry that with them indefinitely. But it was a form of ministry for me as their mother. So I find myself even now with them having their own ideas and their own thoughts and their own behaviors, still ministering those three kisses. Because at the end of the day, our children need to be affirmed just like we do. Our children need to be built up just like we do. And so I have, um, I have truly, truly, truly learned a lot from my children. And I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for all of them. That compliment that my daughter gave me, literally, it was when I was telling her that, that they are the, my why, it took everything in me not to just start sobbing because it's been a long road. This journey has been very long. We've, we, <laughs> we had to go through the, we had to go through the hard knocks before we could get to the glory. Some of y'all understand what I'm talking about. We had to go through the button heads before we could get to the glory. Now it's like, and I'm talking about on every level with every one of my children It's I love I love the fact that obedience is greater than sacrifice. God told me to give them three kisses. And I don't even think at the time I really realized that it wasn't just for them. It was for me, too. And his love is what covers a multitude of sins. So, yes, I'm a very transparent person. I've always been that way. But when I look over my life. His love has kept me and my children covered because we don't look like what we've really, truly been through. None of us do. And then on top of that, when my children are together, you would think that they have the same mother and father, although I have four different baby fathers. The way that they love each other is like I know they came from the same womb. But you would think that in the only way that that would make sense is if they did come from the same father, the same Abba father. And they did. So God was able to cover me and my children. And he's been doing that. I had someone bring to my attention recently, just as an outsider looking in at our dynamic and our relationship and admiration and he made the comment, he was like, I see what other people don't see about y'all. I see the sacrifices you make for them, and I see the love that they have for you. Everybody doesn't get access to that. And I see the love that you have for them. Like, you love your kids. So the one thing that I used to always do for those of you that know me and have followed me on um, social media sites, whenever I would share a testimony about my children, I would say, hashtag, I love my kids. And the amazing thing about this is that when you hear someone who doesn't necessarily know everything that's transpired, but when they are able to see from the outside looking in, that's not just a hashtag, honey. That's, she lives that on a day-to-day basis. <laughs> she loves her kids. And I do. 
I absolutely do. My children are definitely my why. I wrote a poem a long time ago. It's in the book. It's in the book. Um, and pretty much what he was saying is that if you don't like my children, you can't be with me because that's the package. It doesn't matter how old my kids get. They're going to always be my children. That's part of the package. My children. Now my grandchild. So I'm the type of person, if I'm called, I will drop what I got going on to be there for them. Because in my mind, I may not have been there for y'all the way that you needed me to be for you at a certain season of my life. But in my latter season, see, according to the word of God, your latter shall be better than your former. In my latter years, my intent is to be there no matter what, as long as there is breath in my body. And even if I can't physically be there because I got six children that live in totally different areas, I will find a way to make my presence known. So that way, you know, mom is with me. Whether I got to send you the money for whatever you need to take place, whether I got to send up a prayer for whatever you need to take place or whether I got to physically be there for whatever you need to take place. So. I may not have gotten a hundred. In the beginning of their life. In one way, form or fashion, but my aim and my goal is to get a hundred just about every single time they cross my path going forward. And when I drop the ball, I know that his grace is sufficient for me and his strength is made perfect in my times of weakness. So I'm not guaranteed to make 100 every single time, which is why those three kisses come into play. You're still covered because even when I can't cover you, he is going to cover you. And there's no greater love than God's. So I just wanted to share that because a lot of times people will have us feeling guilty for quote unquote dropping the ball. I can only be perfect in God, but I will never be perfect by myself. And that is something that I have accepted. I have truly accepted that. And I'm really okay with that. And I don't know who this is for, but if you have beat yourself up because maybe you weren't the perfect parent, quote unquote, give that to God. If you're not a believer of God, I get it because trust me, there's been times and there's been seasons in my life that I questioned. Okay, now I've had the same questions, but what I will tell you is this. So much has happened that I know that I know that I know in my life that he reigns, he rules and oh, baby, yes, he does abide. Be encouraged. This is going to conclude my episode on today. But please, please, please do me a huge favor and take care of yourself because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Oh, wait a minute before I tell you bye. I just wanted to give a shout out. Hold up. Let me hold up. Wait a minute. Let me put some yes in it. Hold on, y'all. Let me see if I can do this real quick. Oh, it won't let me. Okay, so I'm just going to say it like this. I want to give y'all a shout out to every single listener who has been listening to my episodes faithfully. Y'all are the reason why I continue doing what I'm doing. But not only that, 
you are spreading the love. And I'm grateful because I hardly ever ask y'all to spread the love, but y'all are doing it, honey. And I appreciate it. Thank you for spreading the love. <laughs> Thank you for telling people about the Dear Future Hubby podcast. Let them know I'm just being me, you know. If they got a problem with that, that's their business. But for you that don't, I thank you, love you, and appreciate you. Y'all have the most wonderful day. Then again, please, 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 if you don't do nothing else, take care of yourself because there's only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you so much for listening and spreading the love. Have a good one. Bye.